Seeking Feminist, or should I say guys, gals, and non-binary pals, Happy New Year. It's 2022, y'all. Super excited for this new year. We're going to be getting back into the podcast mode. Um, and yeah. So first, we're going to do an update with me and everything happening with the podcast. As I want to first initial apology for like a whole month in gaps of episodes. I've been swamped with high schools. I have I now have applied to I think eight high schools and the stress got to me y'all and now high school applying season is done and we're just waiting for acceptance letters and yeah I'm getting back into the swing of managing everything so I want to just say that and I guess that's it. So now let's get into this episode. As you can tell by the title today, we are going to be talking about being mixed in America, which is my specialty because I was born mixed in America. So yeah, we're going to be talking about some statistics, and also I'm going to be sharing a personal story about myself as well at the end of this episode. So let's get into it. So multiracial Americans are Americans who have mixed ancestry, or of two or more races. In 2010, U.S had approximately 9 million individuals, or 3.2% of the population, self-identified as multiracial. This is evidence that is counting by genetic ancestry, which produced a high number. So that means that a lot of people are taking Ancestry.com or DNA.com, whatever those sites are, to like figure out more about themselves. And I think as the rise of COVID and the pandemic, people wanted to learn more about their family and who they were, and it's been a high rate. And this percentage is not including the number of like mixed people in America that either identify as, for example, if they're mixed between white and black, they some identify as being white, and some even identify as being black, like just fully, or just saying I'm black because that's what they are you know so some people identify as both some identify as one or the other what's them identify as you know just whatever because they're mixed I personally think I would like to identify as black because I am and I feel more close proximity to being black than I do to being white so I think that's just my personal experience and my personal preference but you can be and you can identify as whatever you want to be and I don't think anybody should tell you what you should or should not be. Um, so yeah, another thing I want to talk about is words for being mixed race. Because I don't think everybody says just I'm mixed race. Some people would say I'm mixed. Some people will say I'm biracial. Some people will say I'm interracial. Or I'm multi-ethnic. Or I have mul- like multiple races. Or biculture. Or multiracial or multiculture, integrated, diverse, or just in general, like, one or the other, or both, just say I'm black and white, you know, or they will talk about where exactly they are from, like, for example, some person could say their dad's from Nigeria, and their mom is from Germany, and that makes them both multicultural, multiracial, so yeah, Depend. That's just like the breakdown of some of the things talk about, or just the overview of being mixed um, in general. So I'm now going to talk about twenty six questions multiracial or mixed people are really tired of hearing, and these are some of my like things that I've gone through, which I am in awe that people have the audacity to say. So let's get into it. Okay, so the first one is, where are you really from? 
which is, I think, make people listening to this episode can really relate to this question, which is horrible and offensive because, like, even if you ask respectively, it still raises, like, a high demand for, like, the answer, you know? Like, before knowing anything about me, you just ask where I'm really from because you need to know what group I fit into, which is not okay. Like, some people don't like to label themselves black or white or mix. Some people like no labels, and that's okay. And the fact people have the audacity to just come up to you in the random street of New York, for example, where I live, and say, where are you really from? Or where are you from? Just... I'm in awe of the fact that people actually do that to people, and I've witnessed and been on the receiving end of that question, and I literally hate it. So if you're thinking it when you're like, just see a mixed person or see someone that you can't really tell which is which or where they're from, don't ask the question. Get to know them first if you really need to know, but it's not really any of your business. So the second question is, no, where are you really from? Which relates to the first question, obviously, but it's like a follow-up to the first question. So like, so for example, some random white person did this to me. Like, they were just, they came up to me one day and was just like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm America. I'm from here. I live here. And then they were just like, no, where are you really from? Because they couldn't really tell if it was black or it was white or I was Latino or Dominican, you know? It was just like all over the place in air so I was just like and I just like wanted to walk away I did walk away so it's just the fact that people do this and it's unacceptable the third question is no I mean where are you from originally and it's like are you continuing with this for real it's just like why do you need to know the answer these are the questions that make make people so irritated and it just Ugh, I want to scream because it's like why is it important to you know where I'm from who I came from like just no just no and the fourth question is no look where are your parents from this is a question that's like oh my god can you stop like seriously there's so many people that just like to literally just get up all in your business for no reason and then the fifth question, which I think a lot of mixed people have probably heard, are you sure? Like, say you're from, you say you're from America, right? And then you're like, and then they're like, are you sure? For real? Like, seriously, go away. Just go away. Then sixth question is, are you sure you're not Arabic? Oh, this one, this one is, gets up there. Because it's the fact that, like, most makes people kind of look like, for example, just brown, like in the middle. It's not like really dark skin or really light skin. It's more like in the middle. And then some people like to ask, are you Arabic? Which is like, where does that even come from? Like, seriously? So yeah, the next question is, that's basically the same country though, right? No words for this one at all. And then the next question is, so how white are you? And this one is like when some people start ask, like answering in a series of percentages because people just don't believe them. Like at a point, like people just like to keep asking you random questions about yourself that they really don't 
need to know and I don't really want to answer. But yeah, so this is like kind of like in the rise of DNA tests. People now are like, how white are you? Like you can actually find out how white you are. So yeah, if you want to do that, you should totally do that if you want to actually find out how and what percentage of something you are. And then another question is, what are you? Like, we are not aliens. Let's be clear about that, okay? Mixed people are not aliens. It's not like we're from another planet. We're just mixed. Like, why is that such a big deal for people to comprehend? I have no idea. Um, the next question people ask is, I bet you just love this heat, right? We're not even going to talk about that one. Then we have the 11th question, which is, so will your parents pick your husband for you? Um, I've never heard this question before, but this question just seems problematic when saying it. Um, the 12th question is, are you the cleaner? 12th question is, are you the cleaner? This question is just stemmed in racism, okay, of the fact that white people like to think that people of color and black and indigenous people are less than them and that we should always be serving them because they are superior because they're white, which is so not true. And also in movies and mainstream television, they would portray people of color, and they still do to this day, as less or as serving white people. So people get this idea that people of color are going to serve them. So yeah, let's just not ask this question. Just don't ask this question ever. The 13th question is, did you wipe your bottom with your left hand? I don't really understand this question. Somebody comment down below if you understand what I'm what this question is. Not really sure, but just don't say it. The 14th question is, how come you act white? And this one is a question that is tor it happens towards mixed people but also can happen towards black people too as well like fully black people where it's like for example they're in close proximity to whiteness because they for example live in like a white suburban area and then they have they don't really aren't around a lot of black people so they sound white like a lot of like fully black people other black people will say you sound white and it just it's not okay at the fact that what do you expect her to sound like, for example? What do you expect them to sound like if they're in close proximity to whiteness? Like, what do you, or like, just around white people all day, every day, what do you expect them to sound like? So, you know, and then also this happens a lot for mixed people where a lot of black people won't, they, like, I feel like one thing I want to mention in this episode is the fact that a lot of mixed people, including myself, don't feel included in either part of the community because of questions like this where it's like am I not black enough for you am I too ghetto for you like seriously it's just not fair and I hate these questions where people are like you act white you sound white you're whitewashed like seriously what do you expect if for example they for, they go to a private school or they live close to white people what do you expect is going to happen you know so yeah, fifteenth question is why don't you talk black? And this is like the reverse one where white people ask this to mixed people. And it's like or even to fully black people as well. It's like, for example, they have a black friend and it's like, why don't you talk black? Or you have a mixed friend and they're like, um, you're mixed with 
black, right? Why don't you talk black? Like, it's just... Are you serious? Like, can you just... Just people... Can people just stop? Period. Like, period. Just stop. The 16th question is, how come you speak English so well? Which is an extremely racist question um, that's mostly towards... Toward, mostly towards um, immigrants or people... Latinos or Latina... Um, Latinx people in general. This is a, a mostly a towards people who immigrated or have roots from other countries. They don't think people who live there your entire life just because they have a different like ancestry background shouldn't speak English. Like, I don't understand it, but sure. You keep asking your racist questions. Um, yeah. 17th question is, is this okay in your culture? I'm just gonna leave it there. You can if you if you guys don't understand why that's problematic, then I think you need to listen to more of my episodes. Um, the eighteenth one is Namaste, Hola. Did I say that right? I can't. The nineteenth question is, how do you say my name in your language? Like, look it up. You have Google. Look it up. Twentieth question. What's a nice Greek girl like you doing in this neighborhood? Mm. I don't understand the Greek part of that, but I can understand, like, what's a nice, like, mixed girl like you doing in this neighborhood? Like, I can understand that context, the Greek part. I don't really understand that part, but if you put mixed girl in that or, you know, like, whatever part in that of a person of color, I can see why. You can see why it's problematic. Then the 21st question is, why don't you just, sorry, the 21st question is, why don't you just pick a side? Honey, just stop. Don't ask these questions. Don't ask this question. Mixed people do not have to pick a side because we are both. We are everything, okay? Stop telling us to pick a side. It's same for like the LGBTQ community and being bi like seriously pick a side no we're both why can't you just accept that and then the 22nd side is isn't it true what they say about black men if you don't understand this is problematic again listen to more episodes because this is just i can't the 23rd question is i can't pronounce that do you mind if i call you mike if you don't see why this is problematic then you also need to listen to more episodes because, are you serious? Don't let, okay, to mixed girls out there and just mixed people in general or black people out here listening to this episode, do not let people just make up whatever name they want for you because they can't pronounce it. Make them pronounce it, okay? Make them. And I think I have to take that for myself as well. Like, my name isn't like a black name like people like to say, but it's an Arabic name. And some people can't even pronounce it. So I just let them call me Sasha because it's easier than having to go and spend minutes and hours of my day. Like in general, when I meet new people, having them like either have to learn how to pronounce it or even spell it. Like a friend was telling me how she's making me a bracelet, but she t- forgot to spell my name right. I-, I was okay with it, but just like if we're going to be friends, just learn how to spell my name. Like for real. It's not that hard. S-H-A-R-J-A-H. P. 
period. It's not that hard, okay? So yeah, the last question is, how many children do you have? Um, we're going to skip this question, actually, and go on to the 25th question. That's not racist, right? Which I think is a question makes people get all the time. Like, comment down below if you get this question a lot. But, like, say you have white friends and it's just, like, like they say, okay, look, they use you as a token. They use you as somebody that they can just prance around. Like, I have a black friend, so I'm not racist. Or, um, you're black, right? So is this racist? Like, if you think it's going to be racist or offend somebody, just don't say it. Like, or don't do it. Like, what is, what's going through people's heads? Why can't they just not do it? Like, okay. And then the last question, which will lead us on to my story is, can I touch your hair? Oh my God. White people that say this are the most prob. I can't even. This makes me, like, this question makes me so frustrated because this happens to me, like, literally every single day I go to my white school. It's like, can I touch your hair this? Oh, you have nice hair. Can I touch it? Or, like, to just touch it and I have to just accept it because I can't be labeled the angry black girl, you know? And it's hard. It's really hard in predominantly white spaces to make a space for yourself where you feel comfortable and accepted and that goes for fully black people for people of color and just mixed people in general it's just really hard to stand up for yourself if you want to get higher you know that you know what i'm saying is you know you just have to accept either accept what's happening or you have to stand up and standing up usually results in you losing your for example your job or losing your promotion or losing that scholarship and it's really hard to know when it's time to stand up for yourself and i think that that's something i need to learn as personally as well for myself i like standing up for others but it's really hard when it's happening to yourself to just be like stop touching my hair like stop touching it it's not i'm not your property I can say it on social media, but it's hard when you're in that situation to just scream at that person because, but you can't, you know? Say it nicely, but they still don't really get that message. So, yeah, that last question is leading us into my personal story that I would like to share about my hair. So, the backstory about this story is that I made this um, essay for high school because I thought that why not share a story about myself that I find very personal and took a couple of days to write and um, some crying and some tears, but yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Don't Touch My Hair, the title of a song by Solange, in my exact words five weeks ago. Growing up, I've had a challenging relationship with my hair, which I can say is probably the story for most black girls and mixed people in America especially with Eurocentric beauty standards in our society that are pushed on us since birth to look and act a certain way. As long as I can remember, I wish I had straight hair and didn't have to spend hours detangling, moisturizing, and even styling my so-called nappy hair. However, since quarantine that sparked movements and the protests fighting against police brutality and anti-blackness, I've started to love everything that makes me black, including my hair. To me, my hair is my history, my experience, my identity. It's what makes and shows the world I am black and proud. Five weeks ago on a Thursday at school, my class and I were going to PE, which is 
basically gym. It felt like any other day, but it wasn't. That day, two non-black boys decided it'd be fun to touch the only black girl's hair. My mom never shielded me from the reality of being black in America, but it wasn't until that day that I actually experienced racism and microaggressions firsthand. After they ex- touched my hair, I told them to stop, but they just started laughing like the rest of my class and did it again. I felt like I was less than them, like I was a meager speck under their shoes and was helpless to do anything to stop the torment. At that moment, I just wanted to scream and shout, I am not your property, so get your hands off of me. But I abstained. But I abstained from doing that because I didn't want to be labeled again the angry black girl or too sensitive. I told my teachers what happened to to me. And as you, um, I, ha- I told my teachers what happened to me, who happened to be white. And as you probably guessed, it didn't make a difference because they didn't understand or care to do something about it that would actually prevent it from happening again. I am just one person in a larger system of white supremacy and institutional racism. Like someone once said, when it comes to hair, black hair is not just hair in America. To us, it's it's our history that we carry on our heads. I noticed when trying to make sense of what happened that the reason that they thought it was okay to do was because they knew how important my hair was to me and that it would be the best way to humiliate me and make me feel small. Black women have been told for centuries that our hair is unacceptable in its natural state and that we should and that we only look pretty if we straighten it. Well, I believe that isn't true because our hair defies gravity. It's a living part of us. It's beautiful, magical, and does not need to change. Society is the one that needs to change. Our hair is not a petting zoo. You are not entitled to touch my hair. You cannot put your hands on my body and in my hair just because you feel it's curious and exotic. I am a woman, but I am also a black woman. Black girls' hairs are not museums, not playgrounds, and it is not... And it is definitely not somewhere where you can go and put your fingers in just because you feel like it. My hair is a map to freedom, a means of survival, cultural representation, and my identity. Black girls deserve respect. I am a person, too, who deserves to exist without constant touching of my hair. My hair is my profound soul, my pride, my glamorous crown, my truth. I've given it time, energy, and like Solange also says, the feelings I wear. So don't touch my hair. So, yeah, that is my um, essay that I wrote for high schools. I hope you guys liked it. I really wanted to share this. As I talked about in a couple episodes about this experience with these two boys, but I never was able to put all my thoughts into one place until making this essay. And I think um, this essay I've submitted to a lot of high schools now, but is something that I find really dear because it allows me to reflect on this time and this space I was in. And just thinking about that time still gives me like chills literally like getting on that bus still makes me feel anxious because of what happened and the fact that I was paralyzed for it even though I was just standing up for myself and it's not fair it's not fair that two boys first of all are able to touch me because I'm a girl 
or I'm presented as a girl. And then it's also the fact of a level of racism involved, of the fact that this one boy that was the actual boy that touched me was white, a cisgender male, that found it that he was entitled to touch me because he felt like it or was a good way to get back at me because I'm always putting them through so much trouble because I'm speaking up about certain issues like it's not fair it's not fair that, that I got penalized because I was the one that went to the office the principal or whatever like the head of my division and he was like it's not okay that the language that you used to talk and express your feelings even though I was the one that was the victim in the situation like I just it doesn't make any sense but it also does make sense because that guy was a white male and society is built to help white males get more power and put down women and people that speak up about the privilege and power they still have so yeah that's I guess that's my little rant and I hope you really liked this episode um I hope that it has helped somebody, some mixed girl out there, um, feel empowered to talk and share their experiences. Please DM us on Instagram at Teen Feminist Podcast if you have any experiences that you want to share. Or even put them in, I think there's a Spotify link as well, where they are allowed you to put like your thoughts and ideas or comment your story if you want on Apple Podcasts. I would love to hear from some of you. And if you want to DM me and you need some place where you just, you know, vent about something happening at your school or with the people around you, I'm here to listen. I want to help. And hopefully this episode has inspired somebody out there to speak up about their trauma and experience they've gone through. Um, So yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Please comment down below if you liked it. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials. And stay woke, guys. Team Feminist out. Bye.